Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast, episode 346. I am your host, Jordan Biorty, and joining us today is the wonderful Krista Hoog. Hey, good to be back on once again. Ah, uh, yes. It's, uh, it's, always, it's always a pleasure to know who you can, who you can count on. It's a highlight of the week, really. Unlike, unlike some of these jerks who have been on this podcast. <laughs> and they're not here, so we can talk all the crap we want. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also joining us is a uh, Pixels and Ink newcomer yet again. It's, you know, it's always, it's every week is a new new person. Uh, the, the, the wonderful, the lovely Debbie Glucksbox. Hi. Did I say that right? Not really. What the frick? <laughs> oh, you said Debbie for one thing. Take two. <laughs> All right, jumping straight into the news. Uh, so let's let's start off with the big the big thing of uh, of the week. We had the uh, Nintendo Indie World Showcase. A um, lot of a uh, lot of I mean, kind of neat looking indie games on the horizon. You know, it's always it's always super nice to see um, like Nintendo actually showing a lot of love to the indie community. Like it's. It's something I thought was interesting, like as I was kind of writing about this, that like a lot of these games are coming out on other consoles, but it's like you never really see like Xbox or or like Microsoft or Sony like dedicating time to showcasing these indies. Unless I'm wrong, I'm just not paying attention. Not on the same level, I would say. No. No, they have like trailers here and there, you know, and it's or like they'll do something crazy, like put Life of Black Tiger on their official Sony channel. Sony will will, will pad a conference with it. Or Xbox will just shove it onto Game Pass and call it a win, but uh, Nintendo yeah. takes the time to showcase it separately. Yeah, which I mean feels like the right thing to do when you consider just like how much of a garbage fire the eShop is with like you know. <laughs> yeah, there's so many bad games. On like that. they, they, yeah, it's <laughs> this like Wii era like overcorrection of like you know we only had first party games on the Wii U, so now we gotta just open the floodgates as much as possible. For any old crap to just be on the eShop. To the point where they actually had to say, stop selling your game for $1 so people will actually buy it. Well, they still do that. Like, they still let people. Yeah, I buy them. I've, I've actually seen. <laughs> oh, my God. They're supposed I've to be bought some bad really games. bad games just to see what the hell they were. Well, I know. Yeah, people. I, I know people do that just to, like, uh, to, like, make a point about, like, um, like, the level of quality control on. Mm-hmm on the switch like because like from what i've heard too like getting on the switch like have like the channels you have to go through to like get nintendo to approve your game is apparently like really intense so like it's baffling that there's so much like garbage it just seems to like get on the thing like like i guess if you just if you just have the patience to go through the process you can get your game on uh the like the eShop because I've seen literal like asset flips that like people have called out for being on Steam showing up on the eShop and it's like like as lo- and and for the longest time like every every single like day it's just on sale. So it's like they'll put it up for five dollars and then knock it down to like two. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like as long as they can make two bucks off it some unsuspecting schmuck will buy it and then it's just like <laughs> But we're getting off track here. <laughs> Back to the to the to the point at hand. So uh, we got we got a little bit more gameplay on uh, Road ninety six, which was uh, initially announced at uh, the the VGAs uh, on twenty twenty, um, and so this is like what is being described as a procedurally generated road trip, where you like 
play as this teenager and you just start kind of like going on an adventure and you like you know meet people along the way and have like crazy happenings along the way um it seems cool i like the idea of it I, I I legitimately rolled my eyes a little bit, though, like at this showcase with how many times the words procedurally generated and roguelite got like used. <laughs> is that word. like is that like every indie game now? It's just <laughs> procedurally generated with roguelike elements. Just find something to procedurally generate and cram it in there, please. <laughs> yeah. Some units. I mean, but that's like that's that's indie stuff, right? Like that's just like an easy thing to do is just have like RNG and pixel graphics, and you know, and everyone will eat it up. Well, and, and you know, done right, that it, it's a fun, you know, it's a fun element in games. But you know, oh, absolutely, provided they're doing it right. This one seems kind of interesting, actually. It kind of caught me by surprise at uh, the at the VGAs. Um, but it's nice to see some more on it. Kind of like an updated Oregon Trail for kids, I guess. Like, yeah, for, for, it's got to, to simulate your post-teenage years crisis i mean it seems a lot uh, it's got a lot of like life is strange vibes to me um but yeah you know i mean like depending on how long this pandemic goes this might be the only way people could actually go on a fucking road trip yeah, that's what i was just thinking like at least we can simulate a road trip with this because i'm certainly not going on anyone anytime soon i know it's like yeah you know you could go you could go to animal crossing to actually interact with humans and then you could play this to like you know <laughs> go on a road trip simulator <laughs> yeah <laughs> are you sick of google maps try this greasy gas station simulator 2022 <laughs> why not right chill at a diner meet a meet a oh, friend no. make a friend shoot uh bandits i guess in, in with a with a nail gun Catch virtual oh, botulism from a diner. <laughs> that was in the trailer. He was like hanging out the back of like a oh. like a tractor trailer, and he was like firing on some. It was like it was like I think it's a like bandit's car or something. <laughs> and he was just firing on them with a nail gun. I was like, I don't feel like that's wow. gonna do a lot, you know, with like or velocity and physics. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Fallout element here, like yeah, just just use whatever you got. Just throw coke cans at it. It'll work. Um, then, uh, then we got, um, uh, aerial knights never yield, which apparently this guy, uh, Neil Jones, who goes by aerial knight online. I actually looked up, up on Twitter. He does have a pretty like decent, uh, I just, it's weird that this, like, it's like this thing about like, on like social media where they're like, there are these people that you have like legitimately never heard of. And then you look them up and they have like millions of followers. Like they're like legitimately famous. And it's just like because you haven't heard of that. <laughs> well, no, but it's like it's a thing. Of, it's, you know, it's like like think about like like TikTokers who are like like crazy famous who have like 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 five million followers. But it's just like you like you, someone will say their name and you're like, who? Jordan, welcome to your thirties. Oh, I know I'm such an old man. <laughs> this comes with the territory. I'm sorry. Uh... Ah, get off my lawn. That's so me with like every YouTuber and even the, the ones that I know of. I'm like, who the hell's Ninja again? Which one's he? I used to be with it. Then they changed what it was. <laughs> It'll happen to you. <laughs> oh God. Um. But yeah, no. Like this. I this looks this looks cool enough. I mean, like I kind of like uh, you know. Again, I kind of rolled my eyes at it a little bit. Um. You know, because it's just like it's like it's just like a runner game. But then I was like, you know what? Like Bit Trip Runner was a really fun game, and it, you know, it got a re-release, and like it was really cool for what it was. So like, um. I can see this being cool. The soundtrack is just banging. I'm really excited for that. Like for the for that alone, if they release that separately, I'll get it 100. percent Yeah, but too bad that means nobody can stream it. You gotta uh, put some like 
<laughs> I guess nonsense music over it instead. Yeah, I mean, unless unless this guy makes like the rights to the music available, like if he actually like, because it seems like uh, the, you know, um, uh, um, Neil Jones, like he like he has his background is in game design, right? It's like it's like game design and like music creation. Um, so like may, he might you know skirt those rules maybe just because like you know he. He, he's kind of like in the industry and he knows what it's like. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. How do you even it, check that? I Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. Like, unless you know, it, it, realistically, it, it, I guess it comes down to like his label and like what it, but like if he's producing it under his own, like his own thing, then like he could very well just like let people do it. And I guess, but that doesn't seem to be the trend on for most people these days. Yeah, so. no, and 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 yeah, and even in and more so too. Like it, it comes down to like uh like what Twitch will allow to right like so. Twitch just I don't wants really you know. to put other music on top of it instead of playing the game music. That's basically what's going on these days. It's kind of ridiculous. At the but... very least, you could you could put it on YouTube and just have it be demonetized. Because that's kind of what happened with the Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Anytime like actual music kicked in, it was just like, yeah, you can you can put the game on, but you know, we're not going to make money off of it. So, I think that at least makes more sense because with Twitch, they just mute the VOD, and then it's like, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> just, you just start you just start rapping <laughs> on your own. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. I don't know. Hopefully, they figure out a better solution to all that. But I digress. Well, they they won't just because it's not it's it's out of their it's out of their it's out of their hands at this point. Like it's it's not about I mean, what like what Twitch wants overall, to do. Like they need to figure out a better solution. Yeah, but I mean, precedent has suggested that they're not just yeah. because you know, like uh, what was it? Um, Sopa and Pippa and all those things. Like how much control these corporations wanted over like digital content and digital rights. If they get the chance, they are going to scoop it up like nobody's business. It'll never get fixed. So Sad. that's why it was so funny that it happened to uh, Metallica because they were the guys who, who, who the kicked best. the whole thing off. That was the best moment. A group of guys who couldn't have deserved it more. <laughs> Karma is still real, I guess. Yeah. Must be, must be stupid idiots playing in the garage. Uh, uh, what else? What else? What else did we get? Um, we got the. Uh, uh, Two games um, pub- developed by different uh, companies, but they're published under the uh, Annapurna Interactive label, which is the same guys who did um, the uh, What Remains of Edith Finch and um, Florence, which I've seen many a time on uh, the eShop. And I'm always kind of like, that looks interesting, but I don't know if I want to pay money for it. No offense <laughs> to the ma- people who made it, but... <laughs> Well, I have uh, Edith Finch. I think I got it from like PlayStation Plus or something. I think, I, yeah, I got it too oh, yeah. through PlayStation. And I've I've actually heard very good things about. I haven't played it yet either, just because it's like every month I, I'll just grab whatever's free. Yeah, and then never and touch it. Exactly. If, if I get around <laughs> to it, I get around to it. But like, just add it to the list. I've, I've played actually... zero games from PlayStation Plus, and I've been a subscriber for <laughs> so many years now. Well, the <laughs> thing that. It genuinely cheeses me is how many times like games that I already own go up on PlayStation Plus, and it's just like, oh, thanks. Like, what good yeah. does that do me? Um, but yeah, no, I've actually heard that What Remains of Edith Finch is actually a pretty good. Like, oh, it is you know, good. It's really good. Yeah, for like those, like you know, for the for like for, for that you know, kind of game. Yeah, yeah, walking simulators, right? Like, 
well, a lot it's of people like a story. speak. It's like a story yeah. clip telling sort of thing. But there's like a little bit of mini games in it. It's puzzle solving, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this uh, last stop actually looks a lot more like like interactive. I think it, lo- it looks a lot because it kind of it, it kind of looks almost like a telltale kind of game. Like it looks a lot more like it's like kind of like a visual novel or an interactive movie or whatever you want to classify those games as. Um, hindsight is the one that looks a lot more like a traditional kind of game. Like, ba- you know, based on what the um, what the gameplay description was, it's kind of like you're just sort of like going around this. Uh, this like house and and different objects give you like different little glimpses into the past and it looks very stylized very like artsy you know very minimalist with its uh like just sort of like cell shaded graphics um could be cool uh you know i hope it is um what's funny is that that kind of reminds me of your description of that one blooper house game uh which uh the museum one yeah the museum type one where you just looked at the picture oh that's scary you moved on yeah but like but this But no, because I think I think what like you know the what to sort of go into more different like more uh, detail of it like it like what it seems is that like you're I guess you're a, you're you know you're a you're a woman who's like in her like you know in her adult years and she's like I guess looking back on her life so like as you explore this this area um, like you 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 pick up these items and then it like changes and it actually goes into like you know the the story like and it shows you like what kind of happened like hmm. the the event that like was surrounded that that item whereas you know layer of fear was just like yeah like look at a painting turn around jump scare move on like (laughs) that was the gameplay loop and it sucked um so this this i think might be more interesting just in the in the in the in the sense that like it's actually telling you a story through these items more like interactively um but again like there wasn't really a lot shown so i guess we it's you know we still have to um well, I, I actually wait. I didn't see that one, but that from what you're describing sounds a lot like what remains of Edith Finch. Like that was yeah. like basically the same kind of story-ish. I yeah, mean, like in so... terms of like find an item and then you get sent to the backstory land and do some kind of activity. <laughs> the backstory land. <laughs> we don't go there that's, anymore. That's cool. I would I would definitely try that game. It looks I like the animation style. It looks cute. I like that. Yeah, it looks of, like, it looks cartoony, nice, but not. I like it. But uh but and uh, sort of in the same vein of of art style something I'm very excited for is uh Ollie Ollie World which uh which also got announced. Um uh I don't, did you guys did you guys play Ollie Ollie? No, I never have actually. No. Oh my god, so much. I think I I think that was actually that actually might have been like the first game that I ever got. The like first or second game I ever got with PlayStation Plus. Um Ollie Ollie 2 uh so much fun it's just like this really like really uh intense arcade style like side scrolling skateboarding game where you sort of just like sort of go down a line and you have to like you know like like stack combos and and like landing but like the way that they built the system where like like the way like just like in terms of like button presses how you have to sort of like like time your landings and like time your jumps and like hit, hit tricks and stuff was super super fun it was really addictive hmm um this one this one looks a lot more like like not like i I, when i say it looks a lot more chill i think that just what i mean is like sort of in terms of like how the game is being delivered because it still has that same like arcadey sort of like look to it but it's not as like you know whereas ollie ollie one and two were just sort of like level based you know and each one was just like hit this combo hit this trick like do you know hit this sequence like whatever like this just looks more like um sort of go at your own pace and experience the story and, you know, and do like side quests and you can, you can like, you know, you can skate however you sort of want. Um, 
the uh the creative director uh john ribbons he kind of said that like you know it's it's more it's sort of like explores because skateboarding is like an art form as much as it is a a, a sport so like this kind of game wants to explore that a little bit more so they you know the way that they sort of change the art style to be more like like yeah like uh cell shaded and and it almost looks like adventure time i want to say like it has that <laughs> same sort of art style like um and just it's more about like the characters and the worlds you go and the places you go to like so i i'm i'm really looking forward to it it looks really cool i have a concern that the main character is like skateboarding with a broken wrist uh yeah but i think that was uh, if i'm not mistaken that was something <laughs> that was like a through like that every character had like a cast on oh, their really? arm like the main character uh actually no i was wrong the, I I could have swore that was like or Ollie 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 too like the main character had like a cast on his on his arm Seems to not be thinking safety first. I'm um, also <laughs> you know there's a lack of safety equipment on all of these characters. So like in that sense, I'm a little concerned. I realize it's a game. I realize that, but you know if you're appealing to to kids, you should probably think about a helmet on these. Listen, characters. listen, Glux. Uh, skateboarding isn't about conforming to what your to your children? your preconceived notions of safety and and <laughs> they're not preconceived they're real okay you know skateboarding is just about vibing with it and, and if you, you know, can't maybe get that, if he had wrist guards on he wouldn't have broken his wrist in the first no time. you're just you're, you're just too old you just don't get it you don't get what the kids are doing you don't like understand us. Like, mom i don't want to wear my helmet god yeah, I, I, guys... I, I was gonna say most people I knew who skateboarded in high school were not the safe kind. No, so it's kind of because a we don't conform to your <laughs> yeah. friggin' old guard ways, man. That's why everyone should do BMX because you really have to wear a helmet when you're bike riding, and it's not uncool. So just do BMX; it's safe, safer. Speaking of speaking of skateboarding, have you guys seen those videos that like uh, Tony Hawk has been posting, where like he like goes to different places? And people like don't know who he is anymore. <laughs> like, but <laughs> so, there's one that was so funny because it was like it was a video of him like um is he like, skating at least? No, he like he just pulled up to like a McDonald's or something, and he was getting his food, and like the guy behind the count and then the window was like was like you know you you, you kind of look like that 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 skateboarder guy Tony Hawk or whatever, and and, and, and he's just there like yeah you know I, I get that a lot. He's been tweeting those stories for years. He's doing oh, videos now. That's it's awesome. so funny. Like yeah, he's actually like posting videos of like his experiences like it's so funny oh boy <laughs> poor tony hawk i think he still skateboards too like yeah he still... i think so not like how he used to but no but like he still got does. it like and he's like put like he's like what like in his 40s now oh, like, easily, yeah, like yeah. when you watch rob dyrdek's show or his old show it's not on it i guess it's on still but it's not being recorded anymore but he still skates and he's like in his mid 40s i think so they still got it they just can't go hard like they used yeah. to yeah break though yeah they'll break instantly <laughs> shatter like glass oh he, he, he's actually uh 52 oh jeez wow. yeah. yeah i thought it was a lot uh, i thought it was a bit younger than that oh well you're good for him you're, you're probably thinking of when, uh, yeah exactly you're probably thinking of when tony hawks <laughs> like the, the like or when the, when the pro skater series was originally like tapering off oh god yeah don't 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 remind me I see those I see those memes on on Twitter that are like you know when you when you when you hear Mario like was twenty years old you think like Super Mario World on the SNES but like the reality is that twenty years ago Mario Sunshine came out yeah there's the same <laughs> thing like, with oh, uh, oh god there's the thing with Final Fantasy where it's like oh like well Final yeah. Fantasy game came out twenty years ago and you think that like number four yeah. but it was actually ten 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I'm just like, oh god. And I when I saw that, I I genuinely like like I had that like uh you know that like that SpongeBob meme where he's like like hunched over and he's all like spaced out. <laughs> that was like the same reaction I had. I was like, oh my god, like don't yeah. say it ain't so. <laughs> just doing some quick math in your head like no that yeah. can't be there's someone shitting no. at me no i was like yeah i actually i didn't believe it for a second i was like no I'm like that that can't possibly be true and i was just like no yeah no it is 20 years ago i was i was 12 years old when when final fantasy 21 man 20 years ago is still the 2000s yeah but that's what i mean like what I'm, st- I'm still at that weird age right yeah like it's just like like i can look back on like you know, when I think like, oh, I was 10 years old, like, so yeah, I was probably playing like Super Nintendo, Dude, right? The like, 80s no. were 40 years ago. <sighs> don't remind me. <laughs> Even though I wasn't around for them, don't remind yeah, okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> I got the tail end of it. I got the. I I'm got just going to keep my mouth shut right now. <laughs> the splash. <laughs> you know? I still, I still got up when I was like four years old and like, you know, the Super Mario Super Show and Sonic, and, uh, you know, Speed Racer were on TV. I believe Ninja all of that is on Paramount Plus now. If you're interested Uh-oh. in reliving, they're that. all over the place. I know, like the the original like Zelda cartoon was on like like Crave or something like or uh, was what was the one that was owned by Bell? Was it Crave? I don't know. It was uh, it was like when it first came out. It was it was uh, I remember seeing those there, and Duckman was there too, and I was like, what? Oh my God, Duckman. <laughs> You know what? Duckman is was so underrated. Like it was so ahead of its time. I, oh man, yeah, it's 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 so worth a watch. Go back and, and uh, give it a give it a shot. Um, where's the critic? Getting, Disney Plus. Oh my God! Yes, where is the critic? God damn, that show was so good. <laughs> and I would so, get it so much more now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I sat down and watched it. Like, um, I want to say, I want to say, like maybe like six years ago, like when I was I was in university. And I and I just because it, it used to run on Teletoon like late night all the time. So uh, so yeah, I downloaded all of it and yeah, like it's, it's so it's so poignant now, especially now like at that time when I was like just like kind of yeah like starting to get into criticism. They, they, they there was were a right. time where you weren't into criticism. <laughs> not what? really, not 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 professionally. I mean, vocally yes, vocally, but not professionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Like it's just it's so funny when it's like yeah like the, like the joke about how like everyone hates critics and I was just like I was like this can't be as as real as they're making it seem it's like nope no it's pretty real everyone hates critics <laughs> oh god but you know we do the job <laughs> that no one's brave enough to do <laughs> oh sure <laughs> I was thinking more For in just... terms of understanding the pop culture references but yeah, oh yeah so... the pop culture references too that's an angle as well. Sure. I mean, it was the it was it was it was the pioneer of the. Everyone thinks that Family Guy was the one that started the cutaway gag, but no, the critic did it first. It's true. Yeah, with all like the movie like re- like the like, yeah, like jokes really and that. even like some of the flashback things that that like when Jay was talking about stuff like yeah like they they were doing cutaways way before Family Guy. Um, but anyway, getting back getting back to the uh, to the games. We also got so. So one of the things that one of the ones that was interesting to me until I until I did a little bit more research into it was um this game uh, the longing, which is like kind of this weird uh I guess like play and wait game where you know you're this little like imp character and you're you're waiting for your king to come back, um and you actually have to wait four hundred like real days, 
Um, what? Yeah, so you have to find like ways to like pass the time. Like there are certain things so that'll happen. Do you happen. like time travel, like in Animal Crossing, to get I, things done? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it actually plays on a real like like it's not it's it's because it doesn't it doesn't connect to like a real world clock. It's like you have the clock in game and it actually just runs on real time. Um, so like a second is just a second, right? Like oh my god. Um, but I think, I think like, it's like, once the, once the clock starts, like it'll, it'll like keep going because I obviously, I can't imagine if you turn the game off that it would just like stop. Right. Um, that would be messed up. (laughs) The game that never ends literally. Yeah. Like, so you, you said, you sort of have to like find ways to like pass the time and like piece the story together and like advance and whatnot. Like little things will happen. That'll take like, like take actual like weeks to complete. Um, and this, this game came out on PC, like, uh, a little while. I won't say like last year. Um, but like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, okay. So no, sorry. I was, yeah, not last year, a couple, like last month. Um, and yeah, like it's, it seems like it's the kind of game that would be a lot better on PC where you can just sort of like idle and do other stuff, but to have it on the switch seems like a very weird choice. Um, I don't know. That's just me. Just, Did it these... do well on the PC? Mm. I'm fl- I'm just flabbergasted by this game premise. This is just craziness. Has, I don't has, know if has it did. beat it yet. Like, you can't till next year. Yeah, exactly. It would take a legitimate year, if not more, to to finish. So, in fact, it would it's... take more. It would take 400 days. Yeah, 400 whole days. It's been it's, it's been in con- development since the Super Nintendo era because no one can play <laughs> test the damn thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but like, what's the end game? Just the king wakes up and then like, yay. I guess. I guess so what I don't are we know. Long- we're longing for the king, or we're uh, yeah, longing apparently. for the game to end. I guess we're longing for the king to return, and just it's, it's just, just watch it's... Lord of the Rings, and you'll be good. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I can't. can't. Four hundred times. <laughs> yeah, watch it four hundred no, once a day. No, because called the every... Return of the King. I was making yeah, a joke. Uh... Forget it. Forget it. But you watch it four hundred once a day for four hundred days. No. Yeah, and then every day the king returns. Or I guess no, but th- for that to make sense, you would have to watch like both the Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers, and then on the four hundredth day, you would watch Return of the King. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, we just we just created a game for everyone who's in lockdown. Here's here's how you pass the time. Oh no! Just uh... don't recommend. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm just waiting for for the 400 days to end, and it'd be like a like a Mario Brothers fake out. Like, sorry, can you him, imagine? But your yeah, king like is another castle. <laughs> yeah, you have to wait another 400 days. 800 days. <laughs> oh god, what are you doing? That's what you just uninstall. Just, nope. There has <laughs> to be some kind over. of like creative payoff to this, but who's gonna? Yeah. I imagine there is because that's like you know it seems like there's a whole bunch of stuff to do, and like there's like like ways to sort of like progress. Like you're in a little cave, right? So you have to like find ways to like do stuff um and yeah like everything takes time but there was one one screenshot that i saw that was like like a little drip like uh like water like in a puddle and it was like building up to this ledge and like the shade is basically the little imp guy is basically saying like you know the 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 little droplets helping but this this isn't going to be filled for like weeks oh my god so you literally have to like wait a week for this thing to fill up so you can like progress the game. So like it almost feels like an extension of kind of like 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 a mobile game where yeah, you sort of like pop say, in and out every it day. It sounds like it should be a mobile game because then at least you'd get a notification to remind you to go check that drip or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> That's exactly it's, what I'm it's saying. It's got to be something that keeps you coming back every day. 
um in that game i don't know i don't really know anything about it but i would hope there's something that really yeah. makes you want to check in every day so that you do continue to maintain whatever projects are ongoing there the way the way that it seems from what i've seen of the gameplay like in the trailer and such like is that like that's kind of the that's kind of what they're going for like is that like you know there are little things that you have to do and like like certain things don't fully progress until you know like a day later or two days later or however long later like it just keeps like you know if you want to yeah, i guess if you want to just like advance whatever plot that is in this game you know you're just gonna have to keep coming back to it but this is exactly why i kind of said like and you're you're right deb like that like this is this is something that really seems to me that more like it should be a mobile game or even like like a pc game where you can just idle it and and do other stuff while you're like waiting for time to pass yeah um but i don't know we'll see yeah i mean i like i like the art style it looks really cool um can't wait to find out what happens at the end next year it was kind of it was it was kind of the thing um that i was like really impressed about with with the showcase like that you know uh like they were making a point to really showcase like different games from different companies like all you know all around the world like you know it's it's it starts off with road 99 or 96 and that's you know that's from a from a french developer and you know and um this game uh, longing is from you know a german developer uh you had that game um aztec forgotten gods which was from you know a a mexican developer like it's it's it is cool to see like the lots of different like you know different games are inspired by different like cultures showing up all around the world right yeah for sure so that's kind of why i like this um but i guess you know there were some other like things you know just like little little things here and there that aren't going to be out for a while so i'm not going to waste a lot of time talking about them but um the biggest thing that we got the one that excites me the most was the sort of extended gameplay trailer that we got for uh teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge Woo! oh man this looks so good (laughs) and on switch no less yeah i know i mean i feel like it's gonna come to other consoles later like it'll do that sort of like timed exclusive thing well that that that, that was the thing i think when they they announced it they said it wasn't coming to switch like they didn't mention switch at all and they confirmed yesterday that it uh that it would be well, so. of course it is. I mean, the switch the switch is so like like well built for like local co op. Like, why wouldn't you put it on the switch? It was such a glaring omission to not have that in the first announcement. Like, it's not like you can't run it. <laughs> no, exactly. And 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 really, when you think about like how this like Nintendo kind of like was the pioneer for those, you know, like uh like Ninja Turtles beat 'em ups. Like, I mean, obviously, like you know, they were they were the biggest in the arcades. But I mean, like you know, Turtles in Time uh wasn't i think hyperstone heist was also on super nintendo or was turtles in time uh was turtles in time a, a sega game i don't know i only really had the one that wasn't the arcade style i think well i think turtles in time i know was on was an arcade machine i think it did get ported i want to say to the, the genesis um oh no no it was on super nintendo yeah okay i was right then what the what the frig was the hyperstone heist um was that the one I'm thinking of? Was that on Sega? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Hyperstone. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that was yeah, that was Genesis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there. So there you go. Yeah. So that was the thing. I think that's 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 that was uh that's exactly why a lot of people say that the Super Nintendo was like better, right? Because they you know it got the proper like ports of the of the game that was like really big in the arcades. Um, and and even got like on the on the uh, on the NES too, right? When they when they ported uh the like the the first ninja turtles arcade game to it like it wasn't the, the best port but i mean for what it was it was great 
That was uh, they, they just called it uh, Ninja Turtles two, right? And that was that was Turtles in Time. No, the, well, the Ninja, Ninja Turtles Ninja Turtles two, I believe, two, like Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles like two or whatever it was called on the NES, um, was like was a port of the like original arcade game, which I think was I'm pretty sure was just called like uh, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, then Turtles in Time was like, again, like it was its sort of its own thing, but I think it was, it was also like, again, it was like, it was in the arcades, um, and it was like a lot better on the arcades, but like for, you know, for an SNES port, like it was, it was pretty outstanding. What Um, about the new one, Jordan? What about the new one? The new one just looks, it just, I mean... So far, we don't know. We don't know. Well, we have the trailer. I like how it's you know the old '90s kind of Ninja Turtle style instead of like doing some like new. I hate the new Ninja Turtle look. I can't stand them. So I'm just glad that it's the old school vibe. Which one? Works. Which which one don't you like? Are you talking about the new like one that's like, in like the movies? Uh, what, what? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we're not those those what movies those the, okay. uh, the new ones. ones where they look all scary I don't know, and I don't human know what, and not turtly and I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think these actually exist. I think uh, you're joshing me right now. I see what you're doing. I think you're just joshing me right now. <laughs> all <laughs> I know is Michelangelo was was always my favorite, and this looks like the proper Michelangelo in my opinion. Everyone likes Michelangelo. I know it's no, so basic Raphael. that I like it's... Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I like so pizza. Basic. So pizza and, pizza and turtles and cowbunga. all the turtles like pizza. Yeah, but he's like really passionate about <laughs> he it. He really likes it. <laughs> really into it. So he I will like die that. for pizza. That's like, like it's that in the comics. Trouble. That was all about was, Raphael. So, yeah. yeah, you guys are so basic. You chose the two turtles that everyone likes. Well, Just once, know, I want to hear someone them... say, "I like Donatello." Nobody likes Donatello. I like everybody I like but Michelangelo. He's my least favorite. <laughs> but, uh, oh, we're gonna fight shots now. Fired. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. Everyone except you know what I like Splinter. He was the best. Actually, actually you know what? Donatello is, was the MVP of the uh, the other NES game, like the non arcade one. Because he could just, yeah, he just yeah. snipe people with the bow staff. Oh, yeah, no, he was so cheese. <laughs> it was so great. Well, you need a bit of cheese when that game is so bloody difficult. Oh, God, I know. It's it's not even difficult. It's just, like, cheap. Not, it's just not well made. Oh, that seaweed level is a master class of level design. Don't. Oh, geez. Don't well, you know that. what? Actually, I went back to it. Uh, I, I remember because it was it was one of those weird games that got released on the Nintendo Wii for some reason, like on the on the Wii shop. All right. Yeah. And I went back to it. It's really not as hard as people make it out to be. Like I, people, people like rush through it. If you like take your time with it, like it's it's not that bad. Um, it's it's when you get to the end, like some of the end levels, like where you're jumping across the the the, the rooftops, and some of the jumps are just like impossible if you don't like stand like directly on the like perfect pixel edge of the friggin' screen, like. <laughs> the friggin' getting to the Technodrome at the very end is like is just nightmare city, like. It's it's rough, uh, <laughs> but but you know I got like yeah like I like like I was saying like we didn't we didn't get a ton of information on on you know on this and even like in the trailer it says gameplay not final like but from like the way it looks so far like even just like as like proof of concept like it looks really great you know it was uh, it's being it's being developed and produced by the guys who made you know uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World and Streets of Rage four like and those are two of some of, some of the like two of the best like modern beat-em-ups to come out in like recent years Scott Pilgrim, i'd say was like one of the best ever oh yeah no uh, undoubtedly so we we know we know this is in the, we know this is in the right hands um 
yeah and then you know uh we got it, it, what, what i thought was what i thought was really funny i was in like i was it was actually a genuine surprise because i didn't know that they were going to pull this kind of stunt um but i mean it's it seems like it's you know proper for the way that a lot of these these you know, nintendo showcases go down where they actually had like a like an ending surprise where they, they you know they were wrapping up the the showcase and they even like signed off they're like all right that's it we'll see you like see you in the games and then it was like a like a, like a two second pause it was like no way we don't we still have one more thing and i was like what is this <laughs> and then yeah we got the we got a little we got a little sneak peek of oxen free 2 which i mean like wow like what a what a thing to announce I have the Oxen Free one, and I have yet to play it. <laughs> Great. It'll happen. Way to, It'll way happen to keep, hopefully before the second one comes out. Way to keep the excitement up, guys. Uh, you know that, that's, that's 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 actually I can't even I can't even criticize you for that one. I I I played like I played like maybe like an hour of Oxen Free one. It's 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 super cool. Like it came out at right just the right time. Like you know when um when those like yeah like choice driven sort of like narrative games were really big. Um, and it was it it did actually feel genuinely unique for what it was um like as a side scroller as a sort of like minimalist kind of game uh i you know i thought it was really cool i i, I definitely need to go back to it See, i i it, never heard of it before yesterday so <laughs> oh yeah yeah cuz again like i think that was like one of the like one of the, like the really early playstation plus games that i ever got like when i when i just got my playstation 4 like so it was like yeah like you know i was just picking up games left and right here you know, and then I got uh, Bloodborne shortly after I got my PS4, and that consumed my life for a little while. It's still mm-hmm. consuming my life. Jesus, <laughs> never leaves you. I do. I mean, I've been re- I've been replaying it. I've been just having such a good time with it. It's such a good game. Oops, sorry, I just punched my microphone. Well, I know you're excited about Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, moving on, moving on. So that was yeah, uh, that a was... lot of that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's it's cool. Like it is cool to see like a lot. You know how like so many good like indies and being Hades represented is, that, is on sale. Yeah, there's a huge indie sale going on right now. All, all like the really good um, mm. indie games are like like hotline. The hotline Miami collection is like seven bucks Canadian. Um, Enter the Gungeons on sale, which might be like my favorite indie game of all time. Like. Um, I didn't see if uh, if Hyperlight Drifter was on sale, but it wouldn't surprise me. Like, because again, it's like one of the most like well known indie games out there. Um, if you just scroll down, like there are so many games on sale right now, it's just hard to like see all of them. But like, if they're if they were really focusing on indies, like I wouldn't be surprised if like Binding of Isaac was on sale. And I'm trying to remember, there, there's a bunch on my wish list. I was checking last night, and a lot of them were on, but I can't remember if that was one nice. of them or not. So everyone yeah, no, get on that eShop, check yeah. it out castle crashers uh shovel knights on sale too and that's like just one of the best games ever made period so yeah it's uh it was a really cool it was a really cool thing to do to put a bunch of these games on sale nice but uh but but moving on um also so also this week is uh a, a bit of news that i think really really just excites maybe me the most i don't know about you guys oh i'm but- excited but <laughs> we got we got this like little weird rumor that apparently the guy the people who made Neopets yes. are considering putting it on the Switch. Do it. Um 
and I would personally, I would love that. Like, <laughs> definitely play that. I played the hell out of some Neopets back in the yeah. day. Like, that was my f- first exposure to the internet. Was like Neopets and Habo Hotel. The Neopets advent calendar was like epic back in the day. Are you kidding? But like, okay, but like Neopets in general was just kind of epic. Like, I remember like when I when I like I played it like like not like it had sort of just come out. Um, and like there were like these huge like world changing events that happened. Like you think it would just be some dumb little like you know pet sim video game or like online game where you just have a have a little guy and whatever, right? But like no, like there was a there was a part where like that like they, we this Egyptian tomb got found and like they released this like army of like like monsters that were trying to take over the world and then like then some bad guy showed up and sunk the like underwater city like just destroyed it and then there was a new one that got built like what? it was it was yeah, there was like crazy overhauls of the entire site it was like a it's like yeah. a site redesign basically because at that time that it was a website-based game so like that's really all they could do if you think about it like they yeah. could really like add new gameplay elements with the limits of html at the time but like they could put new skins on everything and add like random guys to show up on different websites web pages and stuff so it's really cool i don't know how they would exactly translate that to the switch but i'm totally open to try it out well i would i would i would hope that it would it would take the form of something kind of like like i mean because it's not hard to make like a sim like an online sim game right like you know if they if they made something like i don't know like tomodachi life on the 3ds you think that they could make neopets on the switch uh. <laughs> right, it just would be it would be a different kind it wouldn't be exactly like it used to be is what i'm saying like they no, can't no, it would have to, yeah. that kind of vibe again so i would i'm just curious what they would do to make it like would it be kind of like an animal crossing sort of thing where you go in and you play with your pets every day and try to meet new pets and i don't know i, think- I, I just it would be awesome Honestly, I think I think like if if it could take the form of anything, like the most the most obvious thing it would take would probably be something like closer to like Pokemon, right? Like where you could okay. like you know you could have like the, the you know almost like the Let's Go Eevee thing or like the campsite where you know you can have like your Neopet, you can interact with them, whatever. But then like even if you had like an actual avatar in the world, or even if it was all just like menu based, right? Like you could just still move around the the different areas. Yeah. I don't think it would be impossible to sort of like recreate the feel of it and and at least that way like it's not it's not super like demanding on the switch hardware yeah i mean i i i didn't play neopets like at all so that's totally greek to me but um the kind of kind of impression that i, I that i thought of was almost like what uh, kairosoft does with its games kairosoft did uh game dev story and a bunch of other like oh yeah yeah, yeah. a bunch of other singing games like that um like uh, there's a soccer one and all kinds of other things they they have they have them also on switch because yeah, so, those were all mobile games. Yeah, they're, they're originally on iOS. Like I was, I was playing Game Dev Story like yeah, years ago. Yeah, I was too. Um, so they could probably do something like that. I would, I would assume as well. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of ways to do it to make it like super like fun and interesting. Like in because even like even on the on the original site, right? Like you know, it had like rudimentary RPG elements. Like you could battle other like Neopets or other like monster mm-hmm. things. Like you know but like the just like the the economy was kind of borked and it was all based around terrible flash games so that would need to be like completely redesigned and overhauled but i don't know there's a lot of potential like i mean Uh, yeah i'm here for it i'm I'm ready i think you know the same way that you could probably like capitalize on on the like nostalgia of it 
you know, you could still bring. I don't see. I don't see why kids today wouldn't like Neopets. And they could certainly apply like a freemium formula if they wanted to really get crazy. And mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't, don't let's, let's let's not let's not encourage that. Let's not give them ideas. It brings Lux. me my Neo pets. I'm willing. Okay. <laughs> I will give you all my money. Just make a regular game, and we will pay for it. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we don't want your seventy dollars. We want seven dollars from you, bled out regularly. Yeah. <laughs> Over the course of forever. <laughs> um, I can have it. It's Neo there's... pets. There's a really great there's a really great donkey video where he like plays Neopets and he actually shows like because like it's I, I I'm not sure how like where like who found it someone someone sort of like shared it online where there was like a leak of all these like the, like original like concept drawings for the Neopets and some of them are so like eight grade drawing bad it's really really funny <laughs> if you can if, just just look it up yeah look it up on YouTube it's just like donkey Neopets and oh my god it's so much so funny. Um. <laughs> but you know sometimes you just do like basic sketches and you don't flesh it out and you don't try very hard in those first concept stages so you don't yeah but they're still like... they're still just really funny to look at like like what it like what like how it started and how it ended kind of thing like yeah they're really really funny well, um <laughs> even, even pokemon has some bad concept art I don't know. They were all pretty good when you go back Pokemon and look has at some them. Bad concepts, period. Yeah. <laughs> the garbage like, bag guy, like what? Girafferin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what's wrong with Girafferin? Yeah, what's wrong with Girafferin? Uh... <laughs> he has a cool alien on his tail, but yeah, he's at cool. least he's at least a thing. Like yeah, like yeah, trubbish. Garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was what was the one that's literally just a, a key ring? It's just a ring of keys. Klefki. Klefki. Yeah. yeah. There's the one, the stupid one that's just a friggin' ice cream cone. Like that generation, they were just like, you know what? Let's just pick some shit around the house. Yeah, they're just looking at the office like it's a Pokemon. That's a Pokemon. <laughs> Pencil. It's a Pokemon. <laughs> There's 900 of these bastards. What do you want from us? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna hit diminishing returns at some point. Well, yeah, but then there's also I just dropped in the Slack the uh, original sketch for a Pikachu evolution. So I mean, you know. Uh yeah, and that's really cool. Well, that's really cool Pikachu evolution. Like number one, I mean number one, I will I will say right now that I actually prefer Raichu to Pikachu. I think he's a much better looking like version of no? what Pikachu is. He's he's a tanky guy with a big ass like thunderbolt blade on his tail. Like he looks like a badass. He's Pikachu like just looks Pikachu's like an idiot. Dad. It's not the same as Pikachu. No. Pikachu is just an idiot and he's got a no! dumb tail and ah! stupid ears and I hate oh, him. Oh <laughs> no. I have an entire shelf dedicated to Pikachu stuff. He's I the love worst. Pikachu. There's Pikachu's a reason so cute. There's a reason why Alolan Raichu happened and Alolan Pikachu didn't oh, yeah. happen. There's also a reason why Pikachu is the fucking mascot of everything Nintendo. Um, well, you know, let's not let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Mario I mean, are the only ones that matter, okay? They're they're slowly making Eevee the next like mascot because I mean they made Pikachu. I don't know. Pikachu's they... in the Thanksgiving Day Parade in, in America here, so uh... Yeah, but that's what I mean. Pikachu's overrated. He's stupid. No, he's awesome everyone just and everybody would, loves him. When they think about Pokemon, it's like, oh, Pikachu. It's like, he's not even a good Pokemon. <laughs> just accept he's the Pikachu, the Jordan. Just accept it. Pikachu! Sorry. Oh, my God. Making Sorry. me rage. Everyone, everyone eardrums just got blown out there. <laughs> hit that in post. I just want to make sure that yeah. you're on your toes when you're editing oh, this later. Jesus. 
All right. Well, let's 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 move on before anyone else, uh, you know, <laughs> has a heart attack while listening to this podcast. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, what's our what's our time looking like? Uh, um, you know what? It's not really a, a big thing. We don't need to talk about it. Um, oh snap! I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna move. We're gonna move on to uh some 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 game talk. I mean. Yeah. Aside from the game talk that we've already been talking about, um, <laughs> hands-on we, game talk. Yeah, the actual hands-on. Mm. We actually played some games. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, we played th- games this this week. So I played this uh, this very cool um, indie game from Team Seventeen, uh, but published by Team Seventeen. Uh, it was developed by. Um, 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 just I'm definitely not googling right now because I definitely <laughs> wrote the review for this and by Studio Koba. Um, it's called Narita Boy. Uh, I was immediately drawn to it when I saw it because it looked a lot like the um, Game Kitchens, also published by Team Seventeen, Blasphemous. And oh, okay. if you, if yeah, if you've seen Blasphemous or you've played Blasphemous, um, you know, or if you just go on CGM.com and or CGMonline.com and read. Well, I mean, this is a while ago, so you probably won't find it that easily. But Brendan Quinn, uh, one of my, my good friend and colleague, who who reviewed it, gave it a ten out of ten. And I tell you, that's a big deal because Brendan does not give out ten out of tens lightly. So, you know, when I sat down and played it, I was just like, "Holy shit, this guy was a hundred percent right! Like, this game is amazing." Um, and it's it's very conflicting to me because while I was playing it, like, you know, because it looked so much like Blasphemous in the way, like, you know, in its art design and sort of in its gameplay that like, you know, obviously like you you play a game because it looks like something else and you're sort of expecting it to be like that game. Like, you know, you're not going to play like, yeah, like Bloodborne and be like, well, it looks like Dark Souls. That's why I want to play it. And then, you know, when it's not like Dark Souls, you're like, well, what the hell? Um, and that's kind of where I'm at a crossroads with this game because like part of me doesn't want to be like, Oh, well it wasn't enough like blasphemous. Therefore it is not good. Like it, it, you know, was made by a different company. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a different thing, but at the same time, it, it, you know, it looks so much like this game that was so good that like, I'm a little disappointed that it wasn't more like it. Um, because like everything that's doing, it, it does super well, but then you can see where there's like this, like Avenue to do things better. Um, you know, like, like, you know, and I, and I said this in, in, in my review, I'm not sure when it'll get posted, but, um, cause it's not up yet, but like, like the story, right? Like there's, there's this really kind of like, it's very, very Tron inspired. It really is just like Blasphemous meets Tron. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's this guy, it, oh, it's so, but those are like two things that I love more than anything in the world. Um, <laughs> like, you know, there's this guy who, who creates this, like, you know, this, this, uh, this digital kingdom is what he calls it. You know, it's basically the grid and, there's this bad guy called him, you know, and he's and no, it's not the Powerpuff Girls villain as much as I wish it was. Although he is red, uh, and he has, you know, so but he doesn't have lobster claw hands, so that upsets me. <laughs> um, and you know, he 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 basically like reaches out through the through the program and like infects the guy, uh, you know, the the creator they call him, and like cor- basically like wipes his memories. So, like, he doesn't have any memories of, like, the program. So, like, the, you know, him can, like, infect the code and basically, like, take over the, you know, these three three individual kingdoms, right? This like, it's, you know, it's the, 
it's this whole thing about like about balance and the and you know it's the this thing called the trichroma this red blue and and yellow like kingdoms of this of this vast like digital kingdom um so you play as you you you're this boy on the other side of town who sort of like reaches you know is called out to by the computer uh you know you you know you he sort of interacts with it and he he becomes narita boy who is like the main character of this game right it's it's like it's like tron um uh and so you have to go in and sort of save the kingdom and whatnot. Um, and like, so like, that's kind of like where like, a, like, you know, there's just like, there's so much story being told, right? Like, and then like, once you get into game and you get to the digital kingdom, like just the, the design of it is so like incredibly striking. Like there's so much like religious imagery and like, like religious, like allegory that's being played. Like everything is sort of like, like, yeah, like it's like in the way Blasphemous did it, right. Where everything just sort of like looks like something, um, but then, like, but then there's all there's, there's all this exposition that's being delivered, like all the time. It, it gets to a point where you wish that there was more mystery to the whole thing. Like, like they actually kind of leaned into the like the Dark Souls element and just sort of giving gave you like little like tidbits here and there, but like let you sort of like try to piece it all together. Um, it would have worked so much better because, like, again, like the way the writing is so good, like the way that they sort of combine this like religious imagery with like digital like language, like and like coding language, it just it all fits together so well. In the same way that Tron did it, right? Like Tron had a lot of like you know uh, religious allegory sort of playing under underneath the whole thing, um, and even just like the design, like the, a lot of the design. There's literally a, an enemy that's just like this program that's like nailed to a crucifix, like. It's all right there, uh, out in front. Um, but there's also a lot of like Japanese imagery too, which is really nice. Like like the way like it sort of like plays into the whole uh, the whole like you know backstory of the creator and everything. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm t- I'm torn on it because again, like it's it's good, but it's it, it's it could have been so much better. And even like you know, like like the combat is really like it's not as tightly designed as blasphemous was so like it, it feels a bit chaotic a lot of the time and it just sort of like just feels like you're mashing a lot it doesn't feel as as precise and deliberate as like blasphemous was um and then it's like there's there's, there's this weird like disparity in in how the game is sort of designed because it's like it it's kind of like it kind of has these like little like metroidy elements where like there are like sort of like different like um like there are you know you come up to these roadblocks you have to sort of explore a little bit and then you you know find keys to open doors to get past the roadblocks but for the most part it's all very linear like it's just it's it's so there's it, it almost seems like there's no reason for that to 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 exist but like the world itself is so interesting that like you want to explore it and 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 find all these little like little secrets and nooks and crannies and and weird characters that are hanging around um so yeah it's just i don't know it's it's so it's so bizarre but it's like i i would i would i would 100 percent say play it because it's like on visuals and style alone it's like so interesting but i don't know that's where i'm at with it sounds much more <laughs> populated than um than blasphemous was like I, I haven't played blasphemous yet like, but I, I picked it up on sale recently and uh that seems like a very like bleak and like isolated type of game this sounds like the opposite well, no, it's 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 actually surprisingly not like there are a lot of like the like the the blue kingdom was probably my favorite because like like the music is really somber and like and sort of like uh, like morose, but it's you know it's got a good vibe to it. Like the kingdom itself is like the remains of this like vast metropolis where um, 
that that's just been like surrounded by like water and fog you know because like the the programs there basically like abandoned their like functioned for like a more like simplistic like spiritual life so they just let like the code get like fall into disrepair and whatever um because they're all like they just became like philosophers essentially uh and like so it's it, again like it's 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 very quiet there's like little like ghosts everywhere there's just all this like water and it's very serene everywhere um so yeah like it's not necessarily like it's too busy but it's just like it's just sort of like every like every, you know it, the game sort of stops itself every like five seconds to sort of like give you a little piece of story or like you know it's and it's not even like like in like the way blasphemous was designed to be like a metroid so like the 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 the, the enemies are just sort of like naturally within the world and they act as obstacles as much as the world itself is an obstacle like the game just sort of like pauses every couple of minutes to give you like a, a big like sequence fight right mm. And yeah, it's just like it's just like is you know for every like little element, there's an there's sort of an element that doesn't totally work, and so you can just see these little cracks where it could have been so much better had it leaned more into being like blasphemous. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to just I don't want to knock it so much for not being enough like blasphemous because it's they're just they're not the same game. Yeah, I gotta stand. So I don't know. Own, it's gotta stand its own merits. Yeah. So but I don't. Like, so I, it's I, hard not to do that, right? Like. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Because you see, and you just you just you see the little the little like areas where it's like okay, that it's trying to do this, but then it doesn't commit to it all the way, which is weird. Um, but yeah, like there's just there, again, like there's so there's so much like cool stuff to see in it. Like I didn't have a bad time playing it. Like like it was a little frustrating because again, like the, like Narita Boy as a character, like he moves really fast. Uh, he's really slippery, and the momentum is weird. So like the fact that the game tries to like give you like, this like precise platforming. Like it just—it's very frustrating because you never feels like you you can land on on a platform, and you know I couldn't say this in my review, but I kind of feel like maybe the game devs knew this because there's a there's a way that you can like insta drop in a jump, but just by pressing down, you just you'll just like immediately like land to the ground, and it kind of felt to me like they had a problem, and rather than like redesigning the game, they just said okay, we'll just put an insta drop in there so it makes the platforming slightly easier and whatever we'll call it a day. But obviously, you know, I I don't know that for sure. You know, that's that's a game development thing that I can't comment on. Yeah, that's a yeah. speculation. But that's kind of how it felt to me. I was kind of like, well, you know, the platforming doesn't feel good. But then you gave people a way to just like drop onto platforms. So it seems like maybe you knew this was a problem. <laughs> maybe that's, that's how they like me. to do platformers. Allegedly. Well, and they, but but like I said, like it's just like it. It almost feels like there's no reason for there to be platforming because it's just like it's like there's no. There's no reason to explore the world, and the game isn't a platformer necessarily. Like it's hmm. it's more like a hack and slash. Hmm. Well, even even the way like it, the game actually gives you abilities that let you like break through obstacles, but there's no incentive, there's no exploration. So the fact that they're there just doesn't make sense. Well, that sounds like a great game. <laughs> you know, but again, I know I, I, I'm coming off. I'm coming off super harsh. I'm coming off super harsh, but I swear to God, like it, it actually, like I really did enjoy the game. Like, like again, like it looks beautiful. The anime, like the pixel art, is so good. Like the animations are are so solid. Like because it, like 
it does that that blasphemous thing where like it adds a lot of like gore and stuff to the game that you wouldn't expect to be there so you know you like you like hack through these programs and they you know they kind of like de-res like in tron but then like they also de-res like like splurting out these like neon blood streams like it's really interesting why was I programmed wow. to feel pain? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and but that, that's even a thing. They actually even said there's a part in the game where they like they 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 like describe the way that like their code gets infected so that they are like actually experiencing like pain and being tortured. It's super it's super bleak. Like it really is and that's kind of just why I wish it leaned more into it. Like and it's it's not a super long game either too. Like so you can really like blow through it. Like yeah, probably like in like maybe like 4 to 6 hours. Wow. you know and there are some little secrets here and there like if you want to get there's like there's like one little thing where you uh you know you unlock the like the creator's memories and you get these little like backstory sequences to see like who the the creator like was and like his life growing up and there's one like secret one you can unlock that requires you to find these like they're like little like there are these like teleporters that are used in game to like move around like the areas that you're in but you have to find like little like code sequences to like know where you're going like you enter like a little password and there are there are like little little like code sequences that are actually like hidden throughout the level that will bring you to this like um this like backup floppy that you have to sort of compile to like get the like the final final like and like a like locked memory so like there is like a little bit like you know you can you can probably like there is some replay value to it that way but you know i don't know it's it's a conflicting one, definitely. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I I uh, got off on a on a rant there, but uh, but Deb, you've been you've been playing a little bit of Cozy Grove. Yes, that's you know quite different from what you describe, except there are ghosts everywhere. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, I don't know if anyone out there has played Spiritfarer, but this is like the Animal Crossing meets Spiritfarer kind of game, in my opinion. Um, okay. because in Spiritfarer, you are encountering these like lost spirits that need to go move on to the next whatever plane of existence. Um, and in Cozy Grove, you're on this island that has ghosts that need to be helped in some way in order for them to, um, they don't like move on. They actually stay and live on the island and like they will have a little area and like they will pro provide a little function or some kind of service to you on your, your island that you're like stuck on as a spirit scout. Um, so you have to okay. wander the island every day and it's really like a collecting kind of game. You have to collect uh, different crafting materials and there's like fruit and you can sell stuff and you sell stuff to a guy who looks like a fox. So it's it's just kind of there are the same like kind of throwback uh, things that you recognize from like Animal Crossing and like you have to, you know, harvest trees to get fruit and stuff like that. So it has a lot of Animal Crossing aspects, fishing, digging up stuff. Um, you can craft items and then like use that to decorate your little campsite. So there's a lot of, you know, ACNH kind of elements going on here, but with ghosts. And so it's fun. And the thing that is interesting about Cozy Grove is like it's you have your your set missions that you're doing and you're working on. And then once you finish them, um, sometimes they're just the game is just like, all right, well, that's it for today. So check back tomorrow. And you're like, oh, oh. So it's kind of it's, oh yeah it kind of works on that like real time clock thing. Yes, it hmm. works. It uses the real clock, and it uh, I guess there's just like a limited number of stuff in in terms of what they're gonna re reveal per day in game the gameplay. But you can still you know just walk around and keep fishing and and collecting stuff and and 
raising your money and, and things like that so that you are better set up in the game for the next day. But I thought it was a little weird that you can't just like keep playing. <laughs> you have to yeah. like, come back the next day. Because when I saw it, it looked a lot like um like don't starve to me. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Obviously less, you know, scary and intense, but it is kind of <laughs> but like ghosts. But it's like friendly cute animal ghosts and, and they're not mean <laughs> or anything. Every uh, ghost is a scary what's ghost. What's cool about it is like the island when you first get there, it's kind of like very, I don't want to say monotone because it's not black and white, but it's like very um, one dimensional in terms of the color and the design. But Monochrome. then as you, as you like befriend and help these ghosts, they add all this like color and different um, personality to different areas of the map. So it's like really cool. It gives you that incentive to come back and to really actually try to help these animal ghosts and there's some underlying storyline about what the heck's going on that I haven't really uh, unveiled yet, but I'm sure that that's going to be uh, part of the plot as well. Mm. So it's, I think it's really cool. I like it a lot. If you like Animal Crossing, if you're a collectionist, if you like hidden object games, because there's a lot of like searching for like, oh, find these five feathers for this one bird. And then you have to like scour the island for these five that the five feathers that now suddenly appeared in random places so it's it's cool i like the game a lot it's from spry fox and i believe it's being distributed from quantum astrophysicists physicists guild because i heard about it through them first of all um so it's it's really cool i definitely recommend this game if you're into that sort of thing it's definitely not action-packed and there's no blood streams or whatever you were talking Ooh. about just before <laughs> so it's definitely a different kind of game um, it's soothing. It's like a chill, like end of the day kind of log in and check out what's new. And there's like a big campfire that's like your friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. It kind of reminded <laughs> me of uh, of Howl's Moving Castle, and I really loved it. Yeah, it's like a nice friendly fire, and it's just like a, it's a chill game. I like it. If if you like what I like, <laughs> you like it too, I guess. Fire, <laughs> I mean, your friend. I'm actually. <laughs> that's a good lesson kids fire is your friend <laughs> tells me to burn things it, I was you just literally thinking get that. logs and you put more logs to it to make it a bigger fire it does want you to burn things <laughs> <laughs> well then um you know what uh, that, that no that, that actually sounds cool i have been kind of keeping my eye on it. i've just been sort of waiting um, yeah no it's, it's a good game for monetary reasons because there's a lot of things that went on sale that I wanted. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, I sort of missed my chance to get, because uh, Doom Eternal went on sale also, but I missed mm. it to, to get it on uh, PlayStation 4, which is like where it actually would have been cheaper than on the Switch. Um, but I've been debating getting it on the Switch because I got Doom 2016 on the Switch and I loved it. And I was just like... Yeah, nowadays I don't know if I should do it on Steam or on Switch with some stuff because I feel like I want Switch to just be... Lately, I just want to play first-party games on the Switch, and then I'll play all my indie games on the PC. Well, I, did, nice I, I know, I know for a fact that like Doom is a really good port on the Switch, um, and even Doom Eternal is really good. But it's just like you know, people who are going to be like, "Oh, do you want that like graphically inferior version?" You know, for the sake of portability, I'm kind of like, yes, yeah, kind of. Yeah, sometimes you do. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like honestly, it was it, Doom 2016 was really, really good on the Switch. Like. But you know, but it was just like it was just like technically cheaper on the PlayStation Four because it didn't add like tax and anything, and because like for whatever reason, on the Switch they were doing that like or you know for the Switch on the Switch it was fifty percent off, but everywhere else they were doing a, a sixty six point six percent off 
which I thought was really funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it was Nintendo technically won't cheaper. Because it it's 666? Well, even just that they made it 60% off, it would have been fine. But no, they just went 50. So it's like, it's still it's still cheap or cheaper than what it would be at, like, full price. But then it's just like, you know, you're comparing, you know, Canadian, a $40 game after tax to, like, a you know, on PlayStation, where it would have just been $31 because, you know, there was no tax and it had a bigger discount. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So it upset me. So. Well, that's how you make your decisions. You know, it's all personal <laughs> choices depending on your priorities in life. Well, it's just, I, you know, if I had the moolah, I'd just buy all of it. Yeah, we just have everything on every system and I can just I play what I want that. wherever and who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that's the, we're living the dream. And not appreciate anything, I guess, anymore. Cause you just have it oh, all. no. <laughs> yeah. We just can't win. You know? I appreciate it. Have few have few things and appreciate them, or have all the things and don't appreciate them. We can't. That's that's the life I want. I want all the things. <laughs> just need to find the right medium. <laughs> but the, but then again, it's my job to appreciate them. So that's just part of the job, no. right? To have all the things and appreciate no. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't have all of it. Careful that you don't fall off your chair reaching for that one. Snap! <laughs> you know what? That hurts. That hurts. hurts. <laughs> You know what? Uh, that uh, don't uh, that remember, remember who you're talking to, Chris. Mic drop. I'm out. I can make I can make those uh, those requests go away real fast. <laughs> Not my Mass Effect request. No. Yeah, you want you want Mass Effect? Nope. Sorry. I'll be good. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh boy. But for real, on that note, uh, I think it's a perfect place to uh, to wrap it up. So uh, thanks as always for listening. Um, if you want to read about any of the things we talked about today, you can check them out on cgmagonline.com. Uh, if you want to check us out on the social medias, we are cgmagonline on all platforms. Uh, if you want to check me out on the socials, you can find me at ninjajordan underscore on Twitter. And you can also find me on YouTube at ninjajordanplays. Uh, Chris, where are you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hoogathy, that's H-O-O-G-A-T-H-Y, or on Twitch at Guild2Taps. And Deb, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Gluxbox, that's G-L-U-X-B-O-X, no relation to Xbox. Um, also, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube, also Gluxbox, or Instagram at TV. Nice. Well, uh, Thanks again for listening. Stay inside. Stay safe. Uh, especially here in uh, in Canada and Ontario where things are getting real bad up here. 4,007 uh, cases today. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wear a mask for the love of God. Wear, wear two. Jesus. Um, and you know what? We'll bring it back. Keep listening to great podcasts <laughs> by great people. Thank you, guys. <laughs>